Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let me get this right. You, uh, you tell me for years that the president has failed in this area. And by the way, I agree. You tell me that uh, potential terrorists could be crossing the border on a regular basis, and they already have. You tell me that we need to stop this problem as soon as possible, and now a bill is available where you're going to make progress. You're probably not going to, not probably, you're not going to go as far as you want. But there's this thing called divided government. Just a reminder, the president's a Democrat. And then you have the very narrow margins of majority for the Democrats in the Senate and for the Republicans in the House. This isn't Donald Trump, who, by the way, is the number one person who is stopping the immigration bill, and you need the projected hyperloop to see who's next behind. Trump has stopped this. So when you have a president in one party, when you have that same party controlling the Senate, and then you have a different party controlling the House, and barely in the Senate and House, you're not getting everything. Uh, Democrats, what they get out of this bill, of, of the issues they tout all the time, zero. They don't get a path to the citizenship. They don't get changes for dreamers. This is about trying to to slow in a dramatic way, and I get it, for a lot of Republicans, it's not dramatic enough, what's happening on the board. Biden, in my view, tried to go too far from Trump. The Republicans, when Biden offered up bills uh, early on and continue, were like, nah, you either meet us 100% or we're not going to do do this. This isn't new where, I mean, Reagan tried to get something done. W tried to get something done. Obama tried to get something done. And the folks who, who, who end up stopping it most of the time are the folks on the purity side 
of Republicans in the House, not as much the Republicans in the Senate, who are looking to win every issue. Well, if Donald Trump was the president and you had, I don't know, 65 senators and he had a 40, 50 vote majority in the House, you could get everything. You don't have it. So now make progress. Just some of the details on this bill, which was bipartisan, and the lead person is James Langford, a serious conservative out of Oklahoma. Yeah, there's a lot of liberals coming out of uh, Oklahoma as a senator, right? The new emergency authority to restrict border crossings if the daily average migrant encounters reach 4,000 over a one-week span. If migrant crossings increase over above 5,000 on average per day in any, any given week, DHS is required to use the authority. Then there's a lot more on asylum, on timelines, on citizenship, on many other areas which are much closer to Republican views than Democrats. If you're objective at all, it's not close. I can, I, can out the, I can toss out the phrase again, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. You're not getting everything. And just be objective. Trump wants this as an issue to run on month after month after month after month. It's been a phenomenal issue. For him. Comes down the escalator in 2015. Right away, stakes out a position further right than anybody else in the 17-person race to become the Republican nominee in 16. They're sending us the worst. They're sending us rapists. We've all heard it before. And, and Trump, in many areas, was more dramatic, was bolder. Did he live up to the wall in any way? No, of course he did. But in other aspects, was he uh, stronger? Was he more draconian, whichever way you want to look at it, than Biden? Yeah. Is this a failure for Biden, for me? Yes. So this is not happening because Trump right now is telling you, I don't care about who's coming in. Because you could slow it down dramatically. Do I think it should be slowed down more? I do. I really do. I get that we need more workers. Uh, I, I get that it becomes polarized too quickly and, and, and people are hyperbolic about it. But Donald Trump is telling you very clearly. He's not even denying this. He's been he's been talking about it. Uh, social media and the, and, and the few interviews he's done. He doesn't want this bill to pass. And he could sit there and say, I want a perfect bill. Okay. Uh, we all want a lot of things in, in that are perfect not happening. And so let me just give you a, a James Langford quote again. James Lankford is so much more conservative than Trump, it's not even close. 
Donald just found this avenue. Lankford, I'm frustrated when people put out intentionally false information. I expect more. There are policy disagreements on that. I get that. If people think that the politics are wrong and now we're in a presidential year, so let's not help Biden in the process, we're just going to disagree on that. I get frustrated when people put things out that are intentionally false, that they know are false, because I expect more of Americans. He's talking about Republicans then. He's talking about his fellow Republicans and Johnson and Stefanik and Scalise, the leadership in the House, had declared declared it dead. Some have read it, some have not. This is all about presidential politics, period, end of statement. How can you have strong credibility when you rightfully, in my opinion, say that Joe Biden hasn't handled the border in a strong enough, in an appropriate enough way, but then you can make notable progress, and you're not going to do it because the guy who walks you around and tells you what to do, when to do it, and how to react tells you don't do it. He's a dictator of the party. It's the party of Trump. And so for the folks, well, let's be honest, the folks on the far left hate this because they feel like they're not getting anything, and they're not. The folks on the far right want something that's not plausible. But the folks in the center right and center left, they should look at this and, and, and offer up the blame to Biden, which is deserved. But also say, if we have such a crisis, if we have the highest numbers we've ever had, and we could drop that dramatically, but we're not going to do it because Trump wants to run in this and doesn't want to give Biden any victory. What does this say about this issue? What does this say about this policy? If you agree with me, chime in. If you would disagree with me, text or call right now. I'd love to hear from you because let's be clear. You can make progress, but the guy who right now is the leader to be the next president of the United States wants to have this as an issue to run against his beleaguered opponent and doesn't want to dramatically stem the flow of migrants and stem the flow of potential terrorists. So we're going to wait month after month after month after month. And by the way, just a reminder, in the Senate, you need 60 votes to pass this bill. Let's say Donald Trump wins. Election was today. I still believe he'd win. Republicans aren't going to have 60 votes. They're in the upper 40s right now. They're not winning 11 seats. So next year, guess what the Democrats are going to say? Path of citizenship. Dreamers. Other areas where they have passed on this issue. Have they passed on this issue because they want to help Biden also politically? Damn right they have. So are they playing politics also? Yes, they are. But in this case, they're actually going to make progress on an area 
where the criticism is just. So we're not doing it because of the power of Trump. It's that simple to me. What does Dave have to say? What do you have to say? You can completely disagree with me. 651-461-9226. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Tunes all uh, afternoon long from last night's, I thought, very entertaining Grammy Awards. Highlight to me and seemingly the masses was uh, Tracy Chapman. We talked about that early in the show. We'll probably get back to it when Jason joins us. We're going to talk Apple Vision. 3500 bucks, Dave. Um, I got a birthday coming up in months. Should I... Should I look for that from you? Should I, uh, would you want to give me that present maybe a little bit earlier? What are you thinking? Uh, I think even a bag of Honeycrisps would be a lot ass, a big ass coming from me. Yeah. So, no, I shouldn't count on that from you? That's what I was implying, yes. Yeah, I think so. Scott Stein from CNET. To talk about this latest creation from Apple. Most of the reviews are very favorable. So that's in a little bit. We're talking about the bill, the immigration bill negotiated in the Senate. Not exactly just center-right people, by the way, representing Republicans. James Lankford, uh, on all sorts of ratings, is ranked about as conservative as anybody. And he's with it. But Biden... Would get a W on this to to a certain level. It's not going to exonerate him. I mean, it's still an issue Republicans can run on. They can say, by the way, look, the only thing that passed were our ideas. And they could say, once a bill, when we got a part of it, was passed, look at the progress we made. But Donald Trump wants to run on this issue against Joe Biden. Do you see it any differently, sir, before I get to a lengthy list of texts? So you're telling me 
there's an issue politically that's been impacting this country for quite a while. And the only reason nothing is getting done with it is because one party or the other is using it to score political points against the other party. I refuse to believe that, Chad. Yeah. That wouldn't happen with the border. That wouldn't happen with our health care system. That wouldn't happen with gun violence. None of it. That's ridiculous, and I say shame on you for even implying it, sir. God knows why I would have this thought. Listen, this has been a major issue decade after decade after decade. It's not like it just happened, but the numbers are historic. They're awful. It is an absolute issue. And on the border, I agree with the Republicans significantly more than I agree with the Democrats. So get a little bit done and show the American public, hey, guess what? When they took some of our ideas, not all of our ideas, but some of them, look at the progress we made. And and have Trump run on that and say, hey, until I stepped in and our party stepped in, look what was happening. And look what's happened now. And if I'm president, excuse me, see how far I can go. Yeah, that would require nuance, Chad. You know that's not going to happen. And it works, right? It works if you just put the story out there. You want to know why it works? Because Donald Trump is now convinced, what is it, 75% of the Republican Party that he won in uh, 2020, and he did. And I saw J.D. Vance on with Stephanopoulos, <laughs> and that was testy. By the way, I didn't agree with Stephanopoulos cutting off his mic, by the way. I thought that was wrong. I thought that was fairly arrogant. But Vance is making points on states where they made adjustments uh, because of the pandemic. You know what never happens for the Trump acolytes? They don't mention the states where the same changes took place, but Trump won a close race. Isn't that funny? Because all sorts of states made changes because of the pandemic. And if Trump won one of those states where similar changes took place, funny, doesn't come up. Among the texts. This would make it worse because it would expedite illegals. you got to look at the details. Nobody among the Senate Republicans has pointed that out. Not one. Chad, I agree with you that uh, Trump wants this issue to run on. But couldn't disagree more that somehow allowing up to 5,000 people a day to enter this country um, is the right number. I agree. It should be lower. 100%. Get it down to that number and run on it saying, hey, we just had the two worst months ever. This is how little of progress, if you want to phrase it that way, we made, but it's at least progress, and it only happened because of us. And if you're telling me it's a safety issue, and clearly, potentially it is, some are too hyperbolic about it, that's a given, but it clearly is a potential safety issue, at least you're making some progress on this. Um, let's see. How can you comment if you're on another bill? I would suggest you read it when it goes online. 
I have read the bullet points, and I'm listening to Senate Republicans tell me about the bill, just like many people are listening to House Republicans who are instantly against the bill bill when they haven't read every page. More text. That's because Trump's the master bully. Even our most powerful politicians are afraid to stand up to him. Chad, a majority of Americans have seen that Trump has been right on most issues. He's not a dictator. Nothing his previous administration says he is. Uh, I couldn't disagree with you more. And I don't buy that uh, most of the country agrees with Donald Trump on issues. I think we have a super divided country. And no matter whether it's a Democrat or Republican, that we're going to have a massive difference on how we view issues. Chad, why did your party let let it go for three and a half years? My party, by the way, I'm saying over and over again, Biden's failed on this. The Republicans are right. Do I have to say again, I voted for Republican in 2016, voted for Republican. Uh, two state races. Last time we had state races have said, I, I don't want Joe Biden to run. So let's go with the laziness here. Chad, you're spot on. This just reinforces that all politicians don't give a rip about the average American, and it's all about themselves. More text. When Trump was president and had the majority, he couldn't get the bill passed to recall the Affordable Care Act. So doubtful he'll be able to do this with these president again. He's not getting the 60 votes, period, end of discussion. Uh, Chad, I completely agree with you. Not one politician cares about you or me. All they care about is getting reelected. Okay, one last point on politics, and this is on Biden, and this is on his vanishing act, and I make this point frequently, and it should be made because the president of the United States shouldn't avoid difficult and important questions, especially when we have a border crisis and we have the Middle East crisis, we have the economy, and we have endless amounts of issues. Second straight year, Joe Biden passing on answering a reporter or an anchor's questions for the Super Bowl. This is this has been going on how long, Dave? I'm trying to think. Was Obama the first? Was W the first? I'm trying to remember when it started. I was guessing W. I think it might be W. I think that's right. Last year, Obama didn't do it Fox, and people said, oh, it's the, it's the boogeyman that Fox is. Now it's CBS. He's afraid to answer questions. The administration is afraid if he's having one of his bad days, what could happen? He has good days and bad days. If you saw him at the dignified transfer power last week, it was very difficult. So you know who's uh, offered up? Did you see in the last couple hours? No. Who's offered up to step in and answer those questions, Dave? Did you see it? Who do you got? Donald John Trump. <laughs> you know what CBS should do? They Call his bluff. Have him sit down, I would guess. It would be with their main anchor, Nora O'Donnell, and have Trump step in. Ask Trump. Direct, specific questions. I would prefer our guy, Major Garrett. If you're CBS, 
and Joe Biden turns you down and Donald Trump steps in and you're running CBS News, I'm going to tell you, Dave, I would take Donald Trump in a second. Sure. And I would do it. Would you? Yes, I absolutely would. Do we think it's going to happen? No, no chance. I don't. And I think they're wrong to not do it. The latest invention from Apple. A lot of the sizzle so far is pretty good. What does our next guest think about it? We'll find out in moments here on CCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Scott Stein is with uh, CNET. Little Joni Mitchell in the background. She was amazing last night in the Grammys also. This costs a lot of money. $3,500. So maybe the question, is it worth it, isn't the right question. Is it unique? Is it different? Is it going to catch on and bring enough people to it? Scott wrote a lengthy review on Apple Vision Pro that is available to you, CNET.com. And Scott, like all of our guests, is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. What impressed you and surprised you the most when you spent your time with the Apple Vision Pro? Hey, thanks for having me on. So such a hard product in a lot of ways because it's a sign of future technologies. But, you know, it becoming available now for this price, this is not something that people can afford or anyone that I know, you know, this is yeah. not, you know, I don't, I, I don't spend anywhere near that amount on a laptop, on a TV. It's yeah. like a mortgage payment, maybe high, you know, it could be higher than high a mortgage one. payment. Um, yeah. yeah. A high mortgage payment. Um, it's, it's a really expensive vacation. So that being said, the way Apple's setting this up with demos in the stores, it seems like they're designing it that you should just go and check it out and get the, get the demos, go on the ride, see what it's like. But I, I've used VR for so many years and have seen ways that, you know, I use a Quest headset, which costs only about, you know, $300 to do fitness and to also to play games. But the fitness thing has actually been something meaningful for me. And what Apple's doing is looking at stuff like, can it be a work device? When I flow monitors all around me in this, it actually feels like it can be. There's a lot of quirks with how it connects still, but the eye and hand tracking feels almost like it's reading your mind, but uh, sometimes it can feel like it's not quite reading it in the way that you want it to, um, where, mm. where the, the precision feels a little bit off, and the, sometimes it feels perfect. These are early days. But the resolution, too, like, can you know, people say, oh, can VR look as good as my TV? Apple did that here, where the, the quality of the display is unbelievable. It looks better than the TVs I have in my house. It looks amazing for cinema, but at, at a ridiculously high price. But I think that when that technology maybe becomes more affordable as sort of a headphones for your eyes and the ability to put all of your computing anywhere so that you could get all your work done, let's say, in any space or bring your office with you. Some people already do that on a laptop, of course. 
But I think there's a possibility for this to feel like a private, secure world to do all of that. But there are so few apps right now that I think we have to see more things come out for it. Lots of good points. So I guarantee you we have a lot of people who either for themselves or for their kids over the last couple Christmases have bought the Quest headset, and you alluded to that. So if someone has familiarity with one of the versions of the Quest headset, which has been very popular, and they're thinking, how different is this Apple Vision Pro to maybe even the latest version of the Quest, which is what some people are comparing it to. Most of them probably haven't even seen the Apple Vision Pro, but they're thinking that's the apt comparison. What would you say to them? I'd say this is like a Quest married an iPad and got an incredibly high-resolution display. You know, like that's the best description. Because when you log into it, the big difference is that usually you go, oh, I'm on the Quest, but I can't bring my stuff with me. Here, all your music, your mail, assuming you're on Apple's ecosystem, your music, your mail, your movies, your your messages, all that stuff is there. And that is a huge difference in terms of being able to access stuff, passwords, all the stuff you might have in there, Apple Pay, whatever it is. And then the other part, though, is that you know people use the Quest for games like my kids do, and Apple really doesn't have much there. And at this price, you wouldn't be buying it for games anyhow. So it's a totally different product. I think the Quest is like a game console. You also might use it for fitness, and you could use it to connect with your computer. Like, it actually does a lot of that stuff. But Apple's is looking at it like the pro name where to say, could this be something that you could really get work done in or maybe animators or researchers could get their work done and not feel like they were putting a toy on their head? And so not to say the Quest is a toy, but it kind of price-wise fits more into that space. And I think that Apple's taking it all the way up the way to be a, a work device. The, the two need to meet in the middle, you know, somewhere between yeah. 300 and 3,500 is the, is the territory for something that <laughs> yes. hopefully could do everything for you. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the price on the quest <laughs> as opposed to the price on this. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's just stay with the price. And your first answer was, was, was so good. So Apple has ungodly sums of money. So, so they could, they can in theory wait it out. So if we're sitting here, Scott, and it's three years from now, and there's more apps on there and the resolution's even better, but the price is still 3500 and because of that, the window of people who are going to buy this is still extraordinarily narrow. Is yeah. Apple in this for 5, 10, 15 years? Or at some point where they say, we can't provide this skill, the resolution, and what we want to at a lower price. So unfortunately, it just doesn't work for the market. I think they're going to, I look at what Meta is doing, and I think Apple will probably, in a lot of ways, this headset looks like a very nice version of the MetaQuest. And I think that Apple will follow those paths in other ways. Like Meta also is making glasses. They don't do a lot of stuff yep. right now. They just take photos, and but they actually are getting better. Um, I could. I feel like at some point Apple might do that and then have glasses that don't do a lot but are kind of like AirPods and kind of take photos because they do that. And maybe they grow to meet in the middle. But I think in the before that, which is another whole step, 
like you said, I think the price needs to come down, but also Apple didn't enter the fitness space yet. That's an area where you'd, I would have expected they would have. They have the yeah. Apple Watch. Why? Why? Okay, can I jump stuff. in on that? Why didn't they have yeah. the fitness, and why didn't they have more apps right from the get-go? Normally, if they're going to roll something out and it's going to have this cost and this bang and this anticipation, why not have it available where somebody, you know, somebody listening right now is going to say, I'll pay the 3500 but I want all these utility opportunities at the start. I suppose I got to pay it, pay this $3,500 and wait, I don't know, months, if not years to get what I believe uh, I should get for the price I'm paying. I think that it's a really new interface. It's, I forget how new it is. I gave my family demos of it. The eye and the hand tracking, it's a completely new thing. And I think even the apps that have come out right now have not made the most of it. So I think that there's going to be some time before the apps really take advantage of that and make it easy for people to understand and doesn't just feel like operating a mouse in the air. And the fitness part, I think, is a big part of what, what you pay money for. Because, you know, to go back to that, I think about gym classes and other things or thinking about home exercise equipment. If Apple could really deliver that in a headset like this and maybe do it better than Meta can, that's, I think, the most interesting zone. I think they're not doing it right now because it's probably unsafe to use with this thing. You know, you've got a big battery pack that's dangling with a cord, and it's kind of heavy to wear. And I think it needs to be more comfortably designed for that, shrink down a bit. But that's a part where I think about, like, function. How many things you're going to use this for? As a computer, maybe as a fitness device, um, maybe for uh, the movie stuff is great, but that's like a fringe benefit for what, all you're paying for it. So I think they got to add more to those and, and get to those points. Last thing. So I'm an Apple person. So, and I'm not paying for it right now. So I'm, I'm going to wait for it to come down. But somehow it's it's a year from now. And the price has come down and I decide I'm going to bite the bullet. Can I, you know, I'm holding my phone. I'm looking at my uh, laptop here. My kid's got, you know, multiple uh, iPads. Can my whole world be done? My whole Apple ecosystem right can that all be done a year from now just wearing these headsets i think it might but it's not all there yet so right now you can open up all these ipad apps basically all around you or 3d ones which are what vision pro does but then you also it connects to a macbook but it only shows one mac monitor but you can definitely use it like a floating monitor for your mac plus all the ipad things but it doesn't work with your phone yet it doesn't work with your apple watch so you know, I thought I'd lift up my phone and like magic, it would just kind of recognize it and you can't yeah. connect with that or use the watch as a remote control. I think they'll get there, but they don't have it yet. And I think those are the parts. Everyone's got a phone in their pocket. That's the thing it needs to work with even more than a Mac to make it feel like it's really part of the stuff you already use. Scott, really good stuff. Thanks for your time. We'll reach out again. Oh, of course. Definitely. would love to. Scott Stein, CNET, talking about Apple Vision Pro. Pretty interesting uh, dialogue. To Russia in the house, we've been playing uh, Grammys tunes all show long. This is Billy Joel from last night. I'm with the masses, Jason. I loved it. Tracy Chapman at the peak. Luke Combs, just his love for her. But... The In Memoriam with Stevie Wonder, Wonder, excuse me, and Annie Lennox, Miley, 
Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish. You're just saying names it. now? What's happening? You're just... No, I'm what's, telling what's all What's not to love? What's not to love? Well, I don't know. You you know, you normally go to bed at like 6, so I didn't know if oh. you stayed up for the event. Uh, what I was curious about, and, you know, sometimes you wonder, you're like, do I just spend too much time online and I'm taking the temperature of the room wrong? Yes, you do. But I feel like there's this Billy Joel sort of hatred that people think, I don't know, maybe because of that genre of artist, he today would be seen as less cool. Uh, I loved I loved the Billy Joel song. I thought it was great. What about uh, Jay-Z has caused a mixed reaction when he was kind of offering the lecture, why hasn't the missus won, as opposed to just accepting your award? What do you think of that? You know, I mean, Jay-Z, man. Like Beyonce, like things are rough for Beyonce. Give me a break. Would you rather have a billion dollars or a, another album of the year? I'll take. I think the money. I'll take a bill. I'll take that's the money. Just, uh, that's just. Let's talk canopy here okay. in a couple moments. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 